Take two, welcome back. Episode 261 of the Morning State. Your host, Ked, here. I'm joined by Brownie. Uh, we were probably about three minutes into the other one. Some internet went out. We're back. Um, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, shout out to Kenton. Looks like we're at TSN. This is way cooler than what was before. Um, I'm into it. But Brownie, what's going on, dude? Uh, nothing. I do like the new set. Kenton's a whiz, obviously. I mean, look at it. It's... Uh... Although it's funny is that it makes us look like we're, uh, what do you call them, caricatures? Like we have giant heads. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a big head anyway, so I don't need that help. Yeah, we look like giants. But that's fine. <laughs> um, no, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, what I was telling you before we had to restart was uh, I was showing showing my new Brownie the Elf hat that I got. As you should. Uh, we're doing some work on the house. I'm doing some work on the house, I should say. And uh, we had to move something just fell upstairs. We had to move uh, furniture around. I mean, uh, sorry, stuff around the basement. And my wife does seasonal tubs of clothes. Yeah. And I was moving one of my jackets out to get it ready for her to come upstairs because now it's allowed upstairs because it's getting colder. Okay. And I heard something crinkle in the as you and uh. Did you just freeze? You froze. You froze on my end. You froze on my end, but we're back. But, but could you still hear me, though? No, but we're back. All right, we're going. Um, anyways, I found uh, $500 in the uh, in the pocket. Five crisp hundos, and I bought this hat. I went to the weed store. I bought a canoe, went grocery shopping, and it was in and out of my hands in probably 24 hours. You know what, though, dude? Like, I feel like most people find like a $5 bill or like a $20 bill is like a big day. Yeah, yeah. Five hundred dollars. Good things happen to good people. I, I'm glad you feel about that. Thanks, buddy. That's pretty fucking cool. You got your hat that you were talking about. Yep. Kid got a boat. Pretty yeah. Sure. So she's very excited. We got an old town canoe. Someone on Craigslist was getting rid of it, and I don't think the lady realized what she had okay. because she told me she was getting inundated by emails and phone calls. I just happened to catch her at the right time, and I said I'll be there in like two hours. <laughs> there it was. Perfect. Yeah. Done. Done. But we have a loaded doc. Yeah. So let's let's hop into it. Mia Culpa's. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the Morning Skates Mea Culpa's with Ken and Brownie. All right, Mia Culpa time. Um, take it away, bud. So the first one I'm going to do is this scumbag Robert Sarver, um, the owner of the Suns. Okay. He he is being forced out. We talked about it a few weeks ago. He had been receiving pushback and losing sponsorships. And once the money starts going, the dickhead goes with it. And yeah. uh, he is uh, he is out, out skis. Um, and forever at this point, fuck Brett Favre. Have <laughs> you been seeing the more and more comes out with this guy? Yeah. I You broke the news to me that this was even a thing. like not A while ago. Before. Yeah. Like, but before this became like news. Yeah. And, um... Like, what are you thinking, dude? Uh, like, talk about blowing your legacy. But I just don't understand. Does he not have money? Does he not just have the money to do that himself? Like, he made no, he does. He, he works does. for a regular. He has jeans. Like, why the fuck are you doing this? He's loaded. Lo- he he had someone told me that he had over a hundred million career earnings. I don't, dude. I don't know. So, anyways, right now this uh, this number is up over seventy million dollars that's been mismanaged. The welfare leader John Davis has pled guilty to multiple state and federal charges. Is looking at fifty plus years. So you know he's going to roll over on everybody. Yeah, boy, jail. 
Uh, and it comes out that it was Brett Favre that was the one who suggested using prison labor uh, because down in Mississippi, it's private prisons. So it's a it's a for profit prison. It's a horrible system. Okay. Um, and they hire out the inmates almost as slave wage. It's like slave labor. Yeah, you pay them. You don't have to pay a minimum wage. They get like, I think, like 75 cents an hour or something crazy. That's it's horrible. It's like, horrible. Do, you, do you have to do it? I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good on that, dude. Well, I don't know. I don't. Who knows what happens and all the pressures that they're under in, yeah. you know, when you're serving time. Um, and then come to find out, I was listening to a podcast and they were saying that the welfare amount due to families in Mississippi, it hadn't increased in decades. And it was approximately $170 a month for a family of three is all the money that it was. Uh, so all these people, they were denying at a 99% rate. Only 1% of the people applying were getting the actual money. And now, to make it worse, the people who were denied cannot reapply for when the money was stolen. The only thing they can do is hopefully win uh, a civil case. So that's crazy. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. So. So I know that was kind of heavy. Uh, ahead of the year. Yeah. Yo, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, the real hitman, Thomas Hearns, debuted a year ahead of Brett the Hitman Hart. Well, I think they can share it. They cannot share it. It's Brett the Hitman Hart. Who the fuck is Thomas Hearns? Thomas Thomas Hitman Hearns was a legendary middleweight boxer. No, it's Brett the Hitman Hart, dude. All right, I'll give you a chance. You don't think that Brett the Hitman Hart's more influential to his sport than, what's his name? Thomas Tom Hearns? Hearns? Well, Hearns was overshadowed by Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, and Marvelous Marvin Hagler. So, Well, Brett the Hitman Hart wrestled when Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels, all those guys were there, and he was a, he was a big name. So. All right. I'll give, I say I'll give it to you. Work hard, Tom um, Hearns. Zach's, we were talking about Zach Senshin, the other, the last guy from the 2015 draft. He signed a PTO of New Jersey. Did you see him play tonight? Was he out there? Uh, I didn't hear his name. No, that's not a good there. sign. Well, you know what? He, he's a defenseman, isn't it? No, forward. Oh, I thought he was a defenseman. Okay, no. that's a bad sign. All right, fair yeah. enough. Uh, I want to update you on all these. Let's go. I was with my buddy. Yep. We were over in that same area. Yep. I was telling him the story, and he goes, well, let's go check it out. I'm curious. We went in. I I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to regrade my experience at Aldi's. Not okay. so bad. Really? Yep. It was clean, neat. I wow. think I might have just caught it on a bad day. No shit. So what do you yep. think? Did you end up getting anything? They yeah, have... we bought, I bought some stuff. It's Dude, basically discounted cool Trader aisle. Joe's. They have this cool aisle for like seasonal decorations, and it's perfect yep. for me for like a small apartment, right? Like mm. I'm not married. I don't have to like just do whatever like the wife wants me to do. Just you know what I mean? Like I kind of so I need to figure that out myself. So you go to all these, you hit this one specific aisle, and you can fucking clean up there for like forty bucks and like decorate yeah. your whole apartment. Yeah, as I can see you in your living room with the morning skate banner. No, this is this is my office, and that's why oh. it's like that. Okay, I'm in my basement with my morning skate banner. So <laughs> that's a different single and married. One of the differences, dude. That's huge news. Yeah. So yeah. Do me a and, favor. Go, do me a favor. Go grocery shopping there next week. Do the whole thing. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, we'll I think you could try for a week. It's not very convenient, but I will try. Okay. Um, and then my last one uh, is a plead for help. Oh boy. Inzane in the membrane is no longer available. I can't oh, find it anywhere. So if anyone's out there in morning skate land and can hook your boy Brownie up with his preferred strain, please reach out. Okay. Can I'll pay you. you. I'm not looking for handouts. Can you imagine if that happens? 
That'd be fantastic. It's uh, <laughs> at a brow twenty eight on Twitter. <laughs> All right, so not bad with Mia Culpa's. No, no. We only had only mostly updates, and then the Zenshin and the Hitman was really it. All right, fair enough, man. Um, NHL in the news. Let's let's hop right into her. But All next right. time I skate, I'm having someone film me do a stop so we can get rid of that fucking clip. Yeah, we can we can update all of our videos and shit. <laughs> if anybody's listening to this and is like a videographer or whatever, fucking hit us up because that would yeah. be nice. Oh, I might have something. We can talk about it later. But all right. Uh first on the docket, we're gonna go through retired people. A lot of people are retired this week. Nathan Gerby, smaller dude, Boston College, had a sick goal, like a spinorama goal. You guys might yeah. know who he is. Uh, Hank's Mott after scoring 151 points in 435 games played. He'll join Nashville's front office in retirement. Uh, played for BC, played for Buffalo, Carolina, and Columbus. For some reason, I think he was on the Rangers, but maybe he wasn't. I, I just thought it was odd that he's joining Nashville, but never played there. Yeah, I have, I actually have a Nathan Gerby story that I, I can tell you off air. Huh. Um, but yeah, good for him. Um, little guy, what I liked about him. I think he went on chiclets and he was talking about like how it was growing up and stuff. And his dad was real hard on him, but like in a good yeah. way would like to compete and shit like that. And just stories about him being way smaller than everybody else. And like, just have to like battle through that. But yeah, I guess Kirby didn't play with the Rangers. I don't know. For some reason I thought he had like a brief stint, but maybe well, I have no idea. Um, Kyle Turris you might remember him. He was a smaller center for Ottawa. And then he went to Nashville for a bit. Um, he played 776 games with Phoenix, Ottawa, Nashville, and Edmonton. He put up 168 goals, 257 assists for 425 points to go along with 343 PIMS. Upon his retirement, he commented, the first thing that came to mind was how lucky I am to have so many great people in my life. People helped me achieve my goal of playing in the NHL. Just how grateful and thankful I am uh, for helping me get there. I really owe them a lot. Takes a village. That's cool. Yeah, I thought that was a nice quote. Mm-hmm. I always thought there was a year when he was on Ottawa that I thought he was going to be sick. Like when he went to Nashville, I thought he was going to be really good. And he just, well, didn't the Nashville was when he changed his game to be more of a defensive forward. Dude, right? He was, he was sick on Ottawa. He was like a hell of a player. Yeah. 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 Um, Yandel retires. So played 1109 NHL games from 2006, to 2022 with the coyotes, the New York Rangers, the Panthers and the Flyers. 619 points hold the NHL record for most consecutive games played with 998. Definitely beloved by teammates, the creator of the song when he like kind of just does like a fake thing and gets everybody to bite on it. Actually really funny that he fucking does that. He, he, he also was, he also thanks the goalies when they leave the puck. <clears throat> have, you, have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, when he was a Ranger man, like I loved him. I couldn't believe <laughs> that he left or they did nothing to like try to like trade him the year before or anything like that. It was kind of weird. But, like, he was the type of guy where if a big moment happened and shit, I'm a big dude, like, when I watch hockey and, like, there's a big moment, big goal, big hit, whatever it is, and people, like, get passionate about it and get fucking fired up. And he was always a dude going full steam into the pile, like, screaming his head off. It was definitely a guy where, like, I would love to, like, play hockey with that guy. Yeah, he enjoyed it. He enjoyed his career, for sure. For sure. Now, here's another thing. I saw – actually, this is with P.K. Subban, so never mind – Actually, both of them. Let's just talk about it. Is Keith Yandel a Hall of Famer? No. I think the only way that would happen is if somehow that consecutive game streak doesn't get broken. But I don't. I don't see how it's not. 
Yeah. Kessel. Kessel's a machine. I don't know, but um, okay. And then he might be. He might be in. Um, Yandel's a BC guy, right? Isn't he? Boston College. Definitely from Boston. I think he's a BC guy. I mean, I could see him as a BC Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Something like that, or maybe even U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think so. But, uh, hell of a puck movement defenseman, offensive defenseman. Yeah, yep. he fake shots were his thing. Uh, PK Subban retired. He played 834 NHL games from 2009 to 2022 with the Habs, the Preds, and the Devils. He put up 467 points. Won the Norris in 2013. The King Clancy in 2022. He did a ton of work with like the Children's Hospital up there. Still in does. Yeah, and I hated him as a player on the ice, but by all accounts, everything I've seen him off the ice, he seems like a really nice dude. Yep. Um, this is where Biz was talking about it. So he came out and he was talking about PK Subban, the Hall of Fame, all this stuff. Was he like like I don't get that at all? You don't think he's a Hall of Famer? No, not even oh, remotely. Not even remote. Why? Well, his international stuff. Puts gives him the edge over Yandel. One Hall of Fame, dude. You think it's, but it's hockey Hall of, Hall of Fame? It's not NHL Hall of Fame, dude. I don't know, man. And the fact <laughs> that he won the Norris and the Clancy, those are awards that make a difference in that. And so, I, that, so is yeah, Adam Fox going to the Hall of Fame because he won a Norris? It depends on his career. You could say he's on the his right trajectory. Career wasn't that sick. PK Subban for when he was in Montreal. He was electric. He was electric, dude. He was unbelievable. He could fucking rip. Like, he was so good. When he went to Nashville, he became a shell of his former self. He lost a couple of steps. And what, a, what like I think, a dozen. What, what, what he did off the ice and the example he sets and everything he's done in terms of people of color in the sport, I think it'll put him over the edge. Dude, I am not arguing with you that he's not a great guy, that he did a lot for his community. I totally get that. But when I think of the Hall of Fame – I think of players that like, you know, like the slow older like videos of like the guys skating through the neutral zone with like no helmets on. And like, you could just tell like that guy's a hall of famer. Like PK Subban to me is not a hall of famer, but maybe I'm an idiot. I think he was great for the game, but then like, if he's good for the game, are we just going to start putting everybody who's good for the game in the hall of fame? Well, I don't know. Well, it's a slippery slope. I understand what you're saying. Is it Ginla in the hall of fame? Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, this guy, however. This guy? I don't know. I'm kidding. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> all famous. Dano Chara played 1,680 regular season games, 200 playoffs, 25 season NHL career, won a cup with the Bruins in 2011. Uh, with him retired, there are now no active NHL players that have lost a playoff series to the Maple Leafs. That probably makes you feel pretty good. <laughs> um, just a couple things. Marshan, when he was talking about Chara, he got his real estate license when he was injured for a month. He speaks five languages and learned new languages on the plane. He reads a book a day. He's just an incredible human being. Um, with Chara's announcement, the last active Big Four North American athlete to have played in the 90s is Joe Thorne, which is insane. Yeah. Um, before I get into the next Brad Marshan quote, which I think is interesting, I, let's just kind of talk about Chara for a second. Like, as a Bruins fan, what the fuck did he mean to you? Like Chara changed the culture here. Uh, he, he immediately changed the culture. He held everyone accountable, but was also inclusive, which is a super fine line to mm-hmm. tread on. Um, wh- he, he turned the franchise around. You know, I would compare him like I would just call him dad. 
Like he, he like he was yeah. the dad of the locker room. Like he, when he yelled at you, you fucking listened. You played hard for him, so you didn't disappoint him. And he did everything the right way, and he had your back at the end of the day, right? Like I mean, you the are, guy trained in the off summer by doing the Tour de France course right. for fun, you know, on his huge ass bike. I'm assuming right. <laughs> he was great in the community. The terrorizing picture of him dressed up in that pink bunny suit mm-hmm. still haunts people. He did everything the right way on and off the ice. Like I said about the inclusivity, there was no hazing. He put a stop to all of that. He was like, these guys have so much to do. They don't need to worry about that stuff. Just, just like I said, he literally changed the, the direction of the Bruins franchise almost overnight. It's It was insane. There's very few people that can do that. And for I think for, honestly for one reason is because of no, like the whole hazing thing right like you told everybody to stop if there were like a few veterans in the room they're like fuck that they're gonna have to answer to him right. nobody wants to fucking answer that well, that was something else I heard on thirty two thoughts they were talking about Chara and they were saying how he was the the toughest guy in the NHL and when they talked about it they were like oh well you know there's Reeves and there's LaRock and you know not counting Chara. Right. It, was always, it was just assumed, you know, and you would talk about hats off to Chara at the end of his career playing for the Islanders. He was a bottom pair defenseman, limited minutes. So what did he do? He played like a bottom pair defenseman and he would guys got how many games? Almost 1700 games. And he was still out there throwing punches and not saying no to fights by young bucks trying to prove, make a name for themselves. I mean, yeah. Just yeah. Absolute beauty. You know, you guys were definitely blessed with that player. Yeah. Well, you talk about the history of the Bruins defensemen. You know, you got Orr to Bork to Chara to hopefully McAvoy. You know, hopefully to McAvoy. Nice lineage. Um, lineage. Uh, back to Marshan. This is, he just mentioned this uh, about the burden of NHL captaincy. He said it's almost unfair to be giving these young kids a captaincy at 2021 20, 22 because they don't have any idea what it's like to be a real captain in the NHL. I think it's a fair statement. It's definitely a fair statement, but I also think some people are built a little bit differently. Like hundred percent Brady Kachuk, I think is the captain of the Ottawa senators. And I don't think there's any second guessing that at all. Like he's well, young. You this then talking about Brady, would you give Matthew the captaincy in Florida? No. Right. Right. But that's what makes Brady special. Like, exactly. you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. And I'm trying to think if there's like younger captains in the league, the Suzuki thing. I don't know if that's going to work. The Nico Heischer thing guy gets hurt all the fucking time. I mean, they all have really good things to say about him, but it, like, I get this. And that's how well, like, the Rangers never had a captain. I was never really that pissed about it. It was like, you look at like players that are captains, like you Crosby, absolutely. Malkin, not a chance. Mm-hmm. Bergeron, yeah, 100%. Marshawn, Jim, no, it's not at the time. Jonathan yeah. Taves, yes. Patrick Kane, no. You there's know what I mean? just some it, special people that can do it, and yeah. then there's just people that can't. I think that's what he and was you saying. Have to, you have to have a fucking nutsack to do it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. In my like, you have to be willing to fight. You have to be willing to stand up for your teammates. All that kind of stuff. I don't see that from Suzuki. I haven't really seen that from Nico Heischer. I see that from Brady Kachuk. Brady Kachuk will mm-hmm. fucking blow anybody. He doesn't give a fuck. Yep. He's a junkyard dog. So <laughs> I, I get what he's saying. I, I agree with it, but I think there are some special occasions where it's like, yeah, I think that was implied as how I took that from him. Especially when you're talking about Chara and Joe Thornton, which a lot of people were the last couple of weeks, because Chara came in as Thornton was ushered out the door. Yeah. So, um, Fink, if you're listening, pay attention. 
Uh, yeah. Box, shout out to him. He he made a call on the uh, league that he's doing. He was on the top plays or whatever that is, and he he was fired up. Cool moment. Yeah, so it was really neat. Um, the Dallas Stars they acquire a baby back bitch Nils Longquist from the New York <laughs> Rangers for a, a top ten protected first round pick and a fourth round pick, which upgrades to a third if he produces fifty five total points over the next two seasons. He'll probably demand a trade. He was minus one in his first game, so I can see he probably doesn't want to be there. Um, good for the Rangers. Good on the Rangers getting what they can from. I can't believe they got a fucking first round pick. And not only did they get a first round pick, it's top 10 protected. That is so perfect because I don't think the stars are going to be that shitty, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Like I can see the stars having the 11th overall pick. I was going to say 13th. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And he was in the twenties. So, yeah. Um, Jason Robertson's non-camp and appears that he's not coming anytime soon. The structure of the Sagan Ben deals, it's impossible for the team to buy them out to create room for him. Best hope is a three-year bridge deal. I saw a lot of chatter that Buffalo Sabres are looking into this guy. Ooh. That would be a great pickup for Buffalo. I what are you did doing? I tell you, did I speaking of Buffalo? Did I tell you? Did I send that picture to you when I was at the rink? Yeah, Levi. Yeah. So, dude, I'm so I I, I was there for the women's practice. Way shots of the you know like the pano of the whole rink and everything. It was really cool pictures. And I'm sitting there waiting for him. I'm up in the varsity suite or whatever they call it. The offices. Here comes Devin Levi skating out in the ice by himself with one of the coaches to shoot on him. I was like, holy shit. I'm like, do I go down and knock on the glass and be like, hey, bud, you want to come on the pod? But uh, I was like, uh, I'm not. Not your first time there. <laughs> You're like fucking yeah. feet up on the bench. Just yeah. <laughs> he comes out. I'm smoking a dart on the bench. Like, what's up, bro? You want me to shoot? That's fucking mad funny. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, it's cool seeing him. Um, Yeah, so essentially the Dallas got a guy who wasn't. He was too soft to handle the big lights in New York, and now they they might have to get rid of one of their good players. So, well, going back to Sagan and uh, Ben, so on Thirty Two Thoughts, they really broke it down, and like my eyes went tilt after listening for like thirty seconds. But there, there's no way they can do it because something if they buy out Jamie Ben, he gets it's he still counts as like eight million against their cap. It's crazy. I don't know who structured that deals, but it sounds like Peter Shirelli must have. I mean, they're just horrible the way they're structured. Here's my thing. Like, I'm getting and I don't mind the stars. Like, I like Jamie Ben and I like Yeah, same. I like but if you're hurting the team. But I keep hearing about how they are fucking not satisfied with these guys' performances for the past five years. Get well, the they, fuck they, rid of them then. Yeah. Well, they can't. That's the problem. Uh, no yeah, one's fifty percent retained, you can't get rid of that guy. I don't know how it's structured. It sounds like they're basically they're stuck. I don't know how it works. I don't know. I'm just, I'm getting sick and tired of being sick and tired in Dallas. That's all I'm saying. There you go. Um, sorry, sorry, Frank. Colorado, Nathan Kinnon's deal, eight years, 12.6 a year. He'll be the highest paid player in the league, at least for a little bit. We got Matthews coming up, all those good things. Um, they signed Alex Galchenyuk to a PTO, and then they released him today. So that yeah, went for him. Good, good effort out there, bud. Uh, per this, our is, friend, this is for you, buddy. This yeah. is for you. World Hockey Report, shout out, Cody. Uh, the abs net mining, net mining tandem of Alex Georgiev and Pavel Francois gave up 11 goals on 44 shots to start the preseason. That's alarming 0.75 save percentage for the defending cup champs. Good fucking luck. You better hope Pavel yeah. Francois can fucking play goalie because the other guy ain't going to do it. I'm telling you straight up right now. He is awful. Yeah. Awful. I saw that from world hockey report and I was like, holy shit. I'm not surprised in the, league. I know you're not. <laughs> um, Minnesota. 
really quick. I was going to talk about this in three stars or whatever, but Matt Zuccarello went on a podcast for like the first time. He was on John Scott's podcast. Oh, the drop in the gloves. Yeah. And John Scott, I don't know when he said it, but he said that if Kirill Kaprizov played with like Mitch Marner, he could score 60 goals and like all these different things, like essentially chirping Zook. So before the podcast started, Zook was there and Kaprizov walks in and he's like, I can't do it without this guy, which I thought was really, yeah. Uh, And and it was a good interview. I, I'm not a big fan of John Scott or the pod. He can come on here. I'd love to talk to him and bullshit with him, but it just, I don't know, but it was cool to listen to Matt Zuccarello on that. So uh, if you get a chance, check it out. Um, Alex Golgossi, all-time first pitch as he fired a wrister first strike at the Twins game. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is excited for the heavy workload this season. He also taped all of Sidney Crosby's gear together at a media day earlier in Vegas, which was – Did you see that video? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Did you see Zegris sitting over there on the side? Yeah. Uh, do we have Zegris on here? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um. Yeah, so that's going on yep, in Minnesota. For the- Shout out to Richie, wrote a fucking Zamboni blog that blew up. So, oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah, dude, that thing did really well. And it's cool. And it's funny because we have history with mm. the Zamboni, and I don't think a lot of these guys know it. So, I'll have to talk to them in the group chat. <laughs> um, Maple Leafs, they end up partnering with Dairy Farmers of Ontario on their jersey. It just says milk. I don't hate this. I think so, hold on one sec. So, their jersey say milk. And their helmets are TikTok. If there's nothing more Maple Leafs than fucking that, that is just awful. <laughs> I don't know. Bunch of bags of milk with a TikTok video. So I don't know if you're being like facetious in this one. Shout out my brain with that big word. But no, this uh, is a legit. This is a legit stat. So so awesome. Give him credit where too, man. He logged a minute shift on the PK in a recent game. This could be indicative of him assuming more of a leadership role as he only logged five minutes of uh, penalty kill time for the entire season last season. He had a interview where he had like two dangly earrings on i'm not a dangly earring guy uh i did have my ears pierced in college though but they weren't like those dangly fucking things my daughter just realized that i have old holes like within the last week did you see the report it's not on here but did you see the thing about mitch marner possibly playing defense yeah i would love to talk about this um i think toronto's really just trying to grasp at straws where everybody can keep their jobs yeah like that well, they they're like someone must have been like you spent all these money on these guys. We need defensemen. Well, no, it it I guess they're gonna do it if they're down a goal late in the game or something along those lines. But here's my thing: you're on the ice, you get the puck out. It's late in the game. You're not doing anything. You're literally getting the puck deep. Like that's kind of you get the red line, you get the puck deep, you dump it in, and you're skating. And Mitch Marner's going back to get that puck. You're telling me you're not fucking running him through the boards. Well, then they're on the power play, so. Right, depending on the hit, I guess. I don't know. I don't think it's a smart move. No, myself. I think people are gonna fucking take liberties on oh, yeah. the corner. And then if, no, you, if you're in the D zone, then what the fuck do you do? Yeah. I don't know. This is this is just so fucking like 2022, like Kyle Dubis trying to be smarter than he actually is. You know what's gonna happen? They're gonna score one goal, and Sheldon Keefe's gonna get into the hall of fame for a builder of hockey. That's probably <laughs> that's probably like it's 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 just so fucking stupid, dude. Like anybody, I, don't know. I I hate it. This is like this is like Patrick Watt pulling the goal with like seven minutes left and shit like that. Like I kind of like that though. I, I um the Sharks and Evander Kane have reached a verbal agreement in Kane's grievance case against the Sharks. By all accounts, it looks like Kane will get all the money owed to him. Yeah, maybe he's gonna be like a comeback guy. Maybe he's like he's done being a dirtbag. Who knows. Well, we'll see. We'll see how long it takes for Kadri to get under his skin. Yeah. 
Uh, Arizona Coyotes land NHL's first Native American jersey sponsor, signed multi-year agreement with... It's not Gila. Gia? Gia. Gia, Gia River Indian community. Shout out to me again. Um, Chicago. I mean, this is cool because there's nothing cool going on in Chicago. They're retiring Marion Hosa's jersey on 1120. Keep going. I have a question for you. Uh, I mean, that's it. That's no, I know. Go to the next one. Okay. All right. So the OHL, the market calendar, Sudbury Wolves released their theme night schedule to go along with staples such as Indigenous Celebration, Kids Jersey Night, and the Retirement Ceremony. On December 9th, they'll be having a Shoresy Night at the Sudbury Community Arena. Per reports, the team will wear Blueberry Blue Dog uh, sweaters that were unveiled on the last season of Shoresy. Let me ask you right now. Would you rather go see Hosa's number retired, or would you rather go to Shoresy Night? I would rather go to Shoresy Night, just because I'm not a Blackhawk fan. If I was a Blackhawk fan, it's Marion Hosa. But that Shoresy Night sounds sick. Yeah, exactly. I would yeah, go to that. I wonder I if any characters go are going to go there. Like that'd be, and I've been crushing Letterkenny. Like that's yeah. been my go-to show now. There you go. Um, WWE was in Vancouver, and Kevin Owens wore a Canucks jersey. Gave a shout out to Bruce Boudreaux, which quickly, uh, quickly incited the crowd to chant "Bruce, there it is," which yeah. is huge because Bruce Boudreaux, of course, loves wrestling. So it's like and Kevin course. Owens is his favorite guy. <laughs> well, you Hagen saw the Dazen. thing where he fanboyed all over Kevin Owens. Yeah, we talked Hagen about it. I think Hagen Dawes and WWE Monday Night. <laughs> that's, that's how you get that fucking frame. Um, <laughs> The Winnipeg, they announced that Blake Wheeler, who has been the captain since 2016, will no longer wear the C. Team issued a statement. We'll enter the season without a specific captain, but rather a group of assistants still do uh, be determined. Speculation on the NHL is that Winnipeg is trying to deal Wheeler. Uh, he played a big role in stripping them of the letter. Wait, what? Is that Winnipeg trying to deal Wheeler played a big role in stripping him of the letter? Wheeler commented, if you think that's going to make me lay back and not be a leader, then you don't know me very well. Um... Well, that's just, I mean, honestly, I think at any point you have a captain and you take the C away from them, you should just rebuild your team. It's It's got to be so hard to still be there. Look at I the would take Blake Wheeler in a Look flash. I love the way he plays. Look at the Sharks. They have a fucking new captain every fucking year. Yeah. Like, yeah. they haven't done shit. Yeah. I, fucking, I would love Blake Wheeler for a playoff push. Are you kidding me? Yeah, for sure. Um, This is something kind of Winnipeg Jacks. The Winnipeg Maple Leafs were a team that played between – 1907-1909, they also lost in the Stanley Cup final to Montreal. <coughs> if you don't know now, you know. This is cool. Buffalo, Craig Anderson had his equipment customized this season by his 11-year-old son. Yeah, apparently they let him do – Buffalo, they're letting him do whatever they want, and he, his kid had an idea, so he was like, yeah, go for it. And that's, that's what, what they did. They like The fact that Buffalo has Craig Anderson and he's playing goalie, that just makes me kind of want to root for them a little bit. Like, Yeah. He was big for Ottawa, the shit that that guy's gone through and stuff yeah. like that. And like, I think Buffalo is going to be a good team. Also, what a world that we live in that your son can just like design your pads. Yeah. Like 20 years ago, you can never. <laughs> no. um, St. Louis sent a video to Albert Pujols for notching his 700th career home run. They were on the ice and they did a little the stick swing. That was sweet. Yep. Um, Marco Scandella under, uh, went surgery on his right hip joint, will be reevaluated in six months. That's not great. No. They can place him on long term, freeing up 3.275 uh, cap hit, but he hurt himself in August preparing for camp. That blows. Yeah, that sucks. No. I like the way he plays, too. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Philadelphia. This is so weird. Sean Couturier Sean herniated a disc in his back that could cost him several months, if not the whole season. But then I saw a report today that said, like, it might not be that bad. So they, well, they, don't, they don't know. They don't know if this stuff in the back 
everybody reacts differently. In Philly, they said uh, Ellis was out for a couple weeks and didn't play the whole fucking year. So it's like well, he's probably not playing this whole year either. Uh, Flyers are not expected to report any progress with Ryan Ellis when camp opens. He will not be ready to start the season right now. There's no timetable for a return. If he plays at all, it'll be a bonus. Um, while at camp uh, has been a grind. I mean, Tortorella is just fucking bagging these guys. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's the, the one bright spot was NHL mascot legend Gritty had a cameo on the season premiere of the Emmy award winning show Abbott Elementary. I've never seen that. I don't know what that is. It's my my, my daughter and my wife. We, it's one of the ones we can all overlap on. Okay. It's not bad. It's funny. It's got some funny moments. And Gritty's in it. Gritty. It takes place at Philly, and Gritty was on the season premiere. They so got they what they got gritty. going on right now. They got to get gritty and always sunny. Oh, that actually that's a perfect crossover. They had the fanatic, the fanatic, yeah. and then they had a Philly show at one point anyway, like a Flyers one. So, mm. um, Florida has announced that they extended Spencer Knight three years for a year. Not bad. We'll see if it, it. I mean, that's a lot of money tied up in goalies, though. This this next note is basically just for me and Hal. Uh, depth <laughs> roster move. They signed Riley Nash to a two-year AHL contract with the Charlotte Checkers. They can pull him up when he's on the cheap. Veteran doesn't have to clear waivers. I think that's a smart play. I really do. Riley Nash is still still doing it. Um, oh boy, Russia. U.S. and Canada announced that they want all players in the KHL to head home immediately due to escalating conflict between Russia and Ukraine. As of today, there are 16 Americans, 48 Canadians under contract to teams in the KHL. <sighs> I'd probably. Yeah. Um, I'd probably, I, think I would too. Yeah. I think they're worried about like another Brittany Gr- Griner situation. I just wouldn't want to be like in jail there or like stuck. No, there. You no, know that's the, that's the fear. Um, Czechoslovakia has told the NHL that the Russian players on the Sharks in Nashville are not welcome to the Global Series games in Prague. Sharks GM Mike Greer responded, "Either we will all go, or nobody does." San Jose has two Russians on the roster: uh, Barbanov and Sveshnikov. Nashville, John Hines said, we're excited to go. We're certainly preparing to go right now. It's in the league's hands. Uh, Yakov Trent is the only Russian player on that roster. I, I don't know. It's a tough It's a tough spot. I think the NHL, as soon as Russia invaded, they should have been like, we got to redo this. Yeah, I don't. It's hard because if like somebody – was at war with us. I wouldn't want any of those fucking guys over here. So like, I kind of, I, I kind of understand that. Um, okay. Ottawa, Cam Talbot, new mask. The glow is watching stranger things. When he was informed of his trade. So he decided to pay homage to the show. Uh, giant monster, the Dem- Demogorgon. I think so. On the side of his mask. That's cool. Time is a flat circle. 30 years ago. Oh boy. You've said her name before. Maynard. Manon. Rayom. Manon Rayom attended the Montreal draft where she was invited to Tampa Bay Lightning training camp. She later took ice in the preseason as the first woman to play in any major North American sports league. Last week, she attended the draft in Montreal for a new position as hockey ops and prospect advisors to the LA Kings. It's a cool moment. Yeah. Um, Trevor Zegers, we mentioned him a little bit earlier. He got lit the fuck up last night by Jan Jenik. I think so. One of the new faces of the league, Coverboy of NHL 23. It was such a nice fucking hit. Like, it was a perfectly clean hit. Clean. Cut across middle, got planted. Uh, Yannick has more pims than games played for his entire career. He and Zegers should never be on the ice together, much less green lighting. I get that. Are these all questions that you're asking? No, I just was I was thinking about it, and I saw another uh, – someone posted some of these thoughts, and I was just kind of expanding upon them. It's just when you trade away a guy like Delorier – 
there's no one there to protect Zegris or Sonny Milano or, or Sonny Milano's not there, but any of these smaller skill guys and they don't have that guy. So I wonder if would, if Delorier was still there, would Yannick have not lit him up? Yeah. Oh, just I think about I've it. never heard of Yannick. So Yannick's trying to make the team and I'll tell you what, that would make me notice you. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Brandon Tana posed with running back DJ Dallas recreated the stepbrothers picture from both of them doing Tana vibes. The Seahawks tweet out the image. Did we just become best friends? I like that. They're kind of playing off each other. They're both happy yeah. in the same city. That's cool. Yep. Um, Gretzky, another Gretzky fact. This dude, this one's crazy. I know Sweet. I say that every time. Sidney Crosby at 30, 30 years old has played 782 games with uh, 1,027 points. That's 1.31 points per game. Wayne Gretzky at 30 years old played 847 games with, oh, my God, 1,979 points. It's a 2.34 points per game. That's that's, that's unbelievable. Get him the puck. Um, <laughs> Did you see Tangler, this story? No. So the Pens uh, are out ringing doorbells to welcome season ticket holders with their ticket boxes. It's good tradition. And when Sid showed up to a family's house, the son shot his shot and had Sid's post. Oh, that's what happened. Okay. Yeah. So Sid posed with them asking a girl to homecoming in true King fashion. The kid did not put a uh, name on the question. So it has multiple choices available. I like that. It was smart play. It was smart, smart play. play. And um, the kid ran in the house and put on his high school jersey because he had a Pens jersey on when, when our first pictures. Bro, he had to have made that sign when he was there. We might have had the sign and maybe he was thinking of a way to do coming. something, you know. Who knows? I don't know. Um South America hockey, the Argentina wow, Argentina men's national uh team played its first official match in 2012 against Mexico. The team has since competed in, in all four editions of IHF sanctioned Pan American hockey tournament. The team nickname Leones del Dielo. Close enough. Fair enough. Uh, the Lions pays homage to the Argentina field hockey team. The Lions, the team is based in the city of Ushua. Brownie, you're killing me here. Of Ushua. And uh, yeah, that one I don't know. I can't. Southern most hockey rink in the world as it's an outdoor rink. The Olympic sheet only operates during winter months. This past March, the club won their first ever tournament as a national team taking the first edition of the Dallas Spring Classic. Um, Good to see hockey in non-traditional spots. You know? I would love to play against them and see how good they were. I'd love to go to their rink, the southernmost rink in the world. If we had fuck you money and this was a thing, that would be like a really cool trip to take. I have played on the southernmost rink in the United States. That's pretty cool. That's a roller rink in Key West. Um, and, and wow, this is good. TMS hotline. So we're done with the NHL on the news. If you guys have a question, you want to chirp us, comment, question, concern, whatever it is, we're just phone call away. 518-350-7036. Help Brownie find insane in the membrane. Give us a call. We'll get one <laughs> I've tried Leafly and they can't find it. <laughs> um, all right, dump and change. What do we got? Oh, dump and change. Uh, first one, RIP to rapper, actor Coolio passed away at the age of 59 on Wednesday night. You Coolio guy. No, but I remember him from Nickelodeon. I wasn't not oh. a Coolio guy. I just he was. I don't know if he had a music video or like his song was the entrance to a TV show. I don't know. I just Gangster's Paradise was his big hit there. Okay, sticking with the music, the Queen herself, Rihanna, was announced as the halftime performer at this year's Super Bowl. She hasn't performed publicly since the 2018 Grammys, so it should be quite the show, I would think. She's had she, a baby now. She's so got to reestablish her dominance. She's so hot. Oh, my God, yes. So there's a Japanese startup company called Airwinds, and they've developed the world's first flying bike. Did you see this at all? No. 
it's already on sale in Japan, and they're making a smaller version f- slated for U.S. release in 2023 for a s- uh, measly $777,000. It looks like a snowmobile stripped down of all the fairings around, and it has four like huge fans. So it looks like a giant drone that someone sits on. I would try it for sure. I, I want to try it. Um, tough no. look for the real garden, as you like to call it, as Harry Styles gets a banner raised at Madison Square Garden last week. So I get that? that, but also, have you seen the amount of people that I don't know a lot about Harry Styles and like his music selection? But a ton of people fucking love this guy. Like Henrik oh, Lundqvist sure. was at the concert, Jimmy Fallon was at the concert. So I, I like, I'm gonna have to start listening to his shit. But apparently, he's pretty good. Shout out to Nicole Perez um, from Nashville. She's a big Harry Styles fan, so I just wanted to. I do know there's watermelon sugar, I think it's pretty good. Song. Watermelon sugar. Hi, remember that videos? It's not about watermelon. So no, it's about getting stoned, dude. Um, <laughs> uh actor Tom Hardy, you know who he is, right? Bane, yeah. Mad Max. So he secretly entered a martial arts competition in the UK a few weeks ago and he won his division. The 45-year-old showed up unannounced in Milton Keynes, England for a Brazilian jiu-jitsu tourney and won the 40 plus division. This is the third tourney he's won the last six weeks. Guys dialed in. Yeah, <laughs> and I guess everyone said he was super gracious, posed for pictures, but he didn't want to make it about him. He made sure to honor everybody else, so good on him. Good on uh, Albert Pujols talked about him the other day. At age 42, hit his 700th career home run. Uh, he has said that this is his final year of the 22-year career. He joins Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, and Babe Ruth as the only sluggers to hit at least 700. Pujols and Aaron are the only players to hit 700 to go along with 2,000 hits also, and neither one of them had ever had a 50-home run season, which is kind of remarkable. So, like, I'm all for steroids in baseball. Like, growing up with Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, like, it was sick. It was all – you watch baseball every night, right? Now people are getting close to start breaking records, and Mm -hmm. now I'm just pissed off that they did it. Because, like, Aaron Judge had 61 home runs last night, and, like – that should be the number one story in the world. And it's just kind of like, well, you get 61 home runs. Like, oh, I you're remember, pissed off like retroactively. I remember being a kid and when Mark McGuire had 61 home runs, like all the channels like cut to it. Well, like, it could be was, your it could be your age. You've aged out of that kind of thing too, you know? Yeah, but like everything cut to it. Like that was the only story going on. Uh, Aaron Judge, they cut two and during some football game, a college football game, they cut to him. All right. I don't know. Well, maybe I just, I don't I just feel like. It's a huge, huge deal. They might be making a deal of it, but I don't think. I mean, he's the only player in 60 fucking years that's done that. Mm. Did you see the story about the reporter whose husband caught the 61st home run? No. So she's a Fox reporter. I don't know for what, like, news. No, no, because the ball, nobody caught the ball. No, no, hear me out. So the ball landed in the bullpen. Yeah. Her husband is like a bullpen coach or whatever. He walked over it. And she's down in Florida reporting on the hur- reporting on the hurricane, and she was like, "No matter what that I'm down." She tweeted out like, "No matter what I'm that I'm down here, uh, at least I got a big payday coming because you know the ball's worth a couple million dollars." So I guess the guy just handed it to him and was like, "Hey man, here, here's your ball back," and handed it over. Didn't want anything for it. She then tweeted out, <laughs> "Update: I'm filing for divorce" or something to that effect. It was pretty funny. Yeah. I'm actually I'm gonna go out of my way right now and give you one of my one of my heroes of the week. The guy that could have caught that ball, there was a little bit of a drop from where they were standing that goes into the bullpen. If mm-hmm. I was if I was there, I would have jumped into the bullpen and grabbed that ball. 
and I grabbed yeah. the ball and I probably would have been with one of my buddies and I would have thrown the ball up to my buddy and then I'd be like, you can arrest me. Like, yeah. All right. Well, I'm I, would gonna take a leg. I mean, it's quite the, it's quite the fall too. Like you're probably going to get hurt doing it, but if I'm there, I'm doing that without a doubt. So I put this in my heroes. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to just going to live update the dump and change. Yeah, yeah. 30 years ago this week, a fan named Phil Ozersky, who was making 30K a year, which might have been pretty good 30 years ago. Um, he caught Mark McGuire's 70th home run ball. This guy. The Cardinals asked for the ball, and they no. offered him a sign. What? No, nah, Mark McGuire didn't hit 70. What are you talking about? Probably his 61st home, 62nd home I run. I thought he yeah. hit 72. No, Barry Bonds hit 73. Oh, all right. So maybe it was his 60th. Okay. Might have been. All right, whatever it was. Um. Uh, so the Cardinals asked for the ball, and they offered Ozerski a sign bat, a ball, and a jersey, right? He countered, and he wanted <laughs> to meet McGuire, which is, I feel like, a pretty fair request, yeah. personally. Like, here's the ball, sir. Thank you so much. Like, you get we to take a picture. Like, I mean, Great. You know, he's, the game that he's probably a huge McGuire fan. Yeah, but... probably. So McGuire said no. Ozerski backed out of giving them the ball. And he th th yeah, exactly. This is why he was one of my heroes. Three months later, he sold the ball for $3 million. Dude, I'm telling you, right? Like, Mark McGuire just – I read this before we hopped on. He joined the list of scumbag athletes like Brett Favre after that story. Just, like, you got to be too big time. Who like, the what fuck are you, are you, dude? Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So, uh, back to this. The, so, NASA, did you see this story? NASA Brown, that pisses me off. Who the fuck are you? Like – What? Mark McGuire, like, like. Oh, I thought you were yelling about me at NASA. No, like, no, no, no. like, dude, sick. You hit, you hit a ton of baseballs. Like, yeah. What, what makes you any better than me? Just because you can hit a fucking baseball. Yep, I know. That's fucked up. All right. <clears throat> so NASA deflected an asteroid in the first ever planetary defense test last week. The DART program, which stands for Double Asteroid Redirection Test drives a spaceship into an asteroid, which then caroms into another asteroid, altering its, altering its course or destroying it. It's like a bank shot in pool, basically. I hate this. Well, all right, why do you hate this? Because the butterfly effect. What do you mean, of, of this asteroid going off somewhere and doing something? How do you know that this asteroid isn't going to fucking go one way, one goes another way, hits one rock, that hits another yeah. rock, and hits all these rocks, and then years later, one ast one big-ass motherfucker is coming directly towards us because we did that. Do you want to hear my theory? Yeah. The reason this whole thing is even happening is because there's a huge fucking asteroid somewhere coming at us, and they're working on ways to figure it out without well, sending... Know. Without sending oil riggers up to blow it up like in that movie. <laughs> uh, Armageddon, dude. Armageddon. Good film. Yeah. Good film. If I could see you cry. Remember that one? <laughs> Fucking little, what was that? Did you ever hear the story about the audio commentary of that movie? No. Uh, who's the director? He's like a, a big, big blow him up kind of guy. Nah. Like blows up movies, like huge budgets, whatever. So they were doing the commentary. I don't know if Affleck was drunk or just out of, didn't give a fuck. But he, in the commentary, Affleck was like, instead of teaching oil drillers to be astronauts, wouldn't it make more sense to train astronauts how to drill? And he was like, shut up, Affleck. <laughs> they had to redo the whole thing. It's like an urban <laughs> legend from that movie. That's funny. Uh this is not funny. Celtics coach Ime Udoka, I think is how you say his name. He's been suspended one year for, quote, violations of team policy. 
he is engaged to an all-time rocket actress, Nia Long, and he had a consensual affair with another adult who was involved with the Celtics. The local rumors here is that it could be a subordinate, which was a bad look, or someone above his level's wife. It so ha- it has to be one of the owner's wives. Danny Ainge's like wife. Like, because yeah. this is ridiculous, dude. Like, it's not so, like you said you wanna, no, that you're yeah. an adult. Like, yeah. Deshaun Watson got 11 games for f- fucking making chicks give him hand, like 25 different chicks forcing, like, give me a hand job. Gets right. 11 games. This guy bangs some chick who wants to bang him, and then he gets suspended a year for it. It'll come out. I can't wait for it to come out because it's going to be interesting to see. It's definitely coming out. Um, And apparently you're not the only one stealing catalytic converters. This is crazy. As a juggalo, and the juggalos famously are the fans of the Insane Clown Posse, he walked, quote, hundreds of miles carrying a catalytic converter to a gathering of the juggalos after his girlfriend kicked him out of the car. All's well that ends well as the pair are now married, and the photographer that took the pic made it into an M- NFT and sent this kid the money. So, I, I call bullshit. You call bullshit on what? That guy did not walk hundreds of miles. I just said according to the story. That's why I put it in quotes. That's why I call bullshit. Yeah, fair enough. Damn. I don't know how heavy catalytic converters. You, you're the one who has the expert, uh, 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 the expert experience with catalytic converters and carrying them <laughs> running. So no, that's not what happened at all. So <laughs> the other day, I was driving back to my mom's house, and for, actually earlier this summer, my neighbor told me that there's like these church walks that go on and on on our street like once a year, and it's like these long ass church walks. And I'm like, dude, I've lived here forever. I've never seen any of them ever. So I pull on Barney Road. I probably shouldn't have said that. Whatever. And uh, fucking, there's like people, and I wasn't expecting anything. So I pull up and I'm like, what are you guys doing? And he's like, privilege and pendants, brother. And I'm like, rock on, man. I have like Mac Miller playing. I'm like, okay. like So I drive. I shit you not, dude. There had to have been close, close to maybe 500 to 700 people walking in a line. No they shit. Start, they straight start, line? Like down the road. They start from- Like way- single file. Yeah. They had a they had a truck that had a trailer on the back of it with porta potties. They start from fucking Lake George and they go all the way to like Fonda, which I don't know if you know anything in like upstate New York. That is a long fucking way, and it takes them like the whole fucking weekend to do it. It was insane. They're like singing and shit. So I get back to my house and my neighbor's outside. I'm like, all right, let's get a couple lawn chairs. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, we're gonna make a sign. It's gonna say, you sing, we drink. We're gonna fucking sit right there when they walk by. And, and he's like, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. But it was it was wild, dude. They had flags. Like some of them were like dressed up. Like it, it was wild. Wow, I've never seen anything like that. Oh yeah. Um, awesome. Another idiotic uh, viral challenge is the chicken NyQuil challenge. Uh, I believe this is a TikTok inspired deal where they're cooking chicken in NyQuil, which seems like a bad idea. Yeah, I don't know why you do that. I'm a big NyQuil guy, though. I'm a fan of NyQuil as well, but I'm not going to saute chicken and onions in it or no, something. But if, I'm I mean? a, if I'm a little sick, I oh, yeah. hammer that thing. And it's like, have you ever have you ever mixed it with Theraflu? No. That'll knock you out for about 18 hours. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And then the last one, have you seen this about the ants? No. Are you a bug guy? No. You're not going to like this. So a new study has shown that the amount of ants on the planet is equal to 1 trillion times 20 
uh, and the insect's total mass exceeds that of all birds and mammals combined and makes up about one-fifth of all humans' total uh, biomass. There are 20 quadrillion ants on the planet. Or to put it into more terrifying context, for every person on the planet, there are 2.5 million ants. Dude, it's funny that you brought this up because remember when I went to that hunting camp? Yep. I got fucked up and I brought up like how many ants there were in the world and I didn't know the answer. And I was asking all these questions like, what if an ant, like, what if they. You must have heard this story then. No, I've always kind of thought this. Like, because, like, dude, you look at the ground and you see literally a hundred fucking ants at your like feet and you're, and you think yeah. to yourself, like, how, how many are there? 2.5 million per person. Fucking crazy. Can you imagine if they had brains, they could take over the world and they're strong as shit. Well, they do have brains, not good ones. Well, they're you, but you know how ants like they'll make the bridges over stuff by using their bodies. But you know they what I mean? Make, they, yeah, but they can't make nukes. Yeah, but listen, you, I, I think I'd rather have someone crazy with a nuclear weapon than fighting off two point five million ants. It's a lot of ants, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Is it though, dude? Like how? Like I wonder. I don't know. I wonder in terms of like. So I have this apartment, right? Yeah. 2.5 million ants. If you were to put all the ants in this apartment, would it fill the whole thing? I don't know. Well, this will be next week's May. Help us when we update I would love it. to know because if it only filled this room, I could take out 2.5 million ants. All you have to do is just stop. A them. full room of ants. They're biting you. They're grabbing you. They're working together, trying to take you back to their hole. If if they only filled up this room and I could leave the room and come back in, i take that. You have to be only in like underwear and no weapons. Can I have boots on? No, I don't think so because they don't have anything. So I'm butt ass naked wrestling. No, I said underwear. You can have underwear on. They don't have underwear. I'm naked. If we're doing it, we're doing right. it right, dude. Right. <laughs> I think what I would do is I would open this door and I would just jump in, smash, get up, run out, come back in, jump in, smash. But what if when you jump in, they grab you and they hoist you up and they're carrying <laughs> you away, dude? I don't think they can do that, dude. I don't know what kind of ants are they. What if they're fire ants or something? Fucking mutant ants, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is a hockey podcast, so we're yeah, we're, we're gonna talk. We're gonna, gonna talk, talk Rangers. We're gonna talk Rangers for a bit. Um, preseason started. They're currently they uh, they beat the Islanders. They lost to the Bruins and they lost to the Devils. Um, everybody who should be on the team's playing well. There's this fourth line center, Gustav Riedall, that I really like, but I don't think he's going to make it because he's on a two way and the people they signed have one way contracts, which sucks because, like, dude, this guy's the perfect fourth line center. Like, well, the two ways are nice because a player can go up and down, that means <laughs> and he doesn't have to clear waivers because yeah. they got Jack Sanika on one of those. For this, the guy, this guy's too good to be that, though. Okay. Like, it's been years since we've had, like, and it's weird because a lot of injuries happened last year. So we didn't even really have a fourth line until Tyler Mock came, really. Um, he's a perfect fourth line center. Like if you put him and Barkley Goudreau, Jimmy VC, by the way, is a completely different player than he was when he first went to the Rangers. Like I'm, if he, and he was interviewed and talked about how he had to like get his career back together and how the Rangers really like Tyler Mott and he thinks he can kind of model his game after that. He's blocking shots. He scores. He's being super physical. He's been fucking lights out. There's no way he doesn't make the team. Like he's, well, he's got a, he just, he's finally accepted. It's a bottom six role. And he's playing world. it perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, our fourth lines have never gotten chemistry because, like, people are in and out. I don't think this read-all kid's going to make it. They signed this Matt Carpenter guy who played with uh, Jarglaunt in Vegas, so it sounds like he's going to make it, which sucks. 
Uh, Brennan Offman, I like him. He didn't play that well tonight, but uh, there's no room for him. What sucks, he's going to go back to his junior league that he just scored 50 fucking goals and broke the franchise record. Like, what else does that kid have to fucking accomplish? Right. Um, hmm. Panarin hasn't played yet, and, like, people are pissed about it. And I'm like. So what? Look what happened to Zegris. Leave him alone. Yeah. Um, Sammy Blay played for the first time since blowing out his knee against the Devils. How do you look? Hitting everything in sight. Like, I'm so happy he's on the Rangers. Like, he was yeah. great. The kid line, do you remember last year in the playoffs, they had that shift against Tampa where they're in the zone? Mm-hmm. They had the same fucking thing happen tonight against the Devils and probably longer. And they were just fucking dumb. Again, I know it's preseason, but it was like, this is kind of fucking cool. Lafreniere scored. Uh, Kreider has scored in both goal games that he's played. Again, I know it's preseason, but coming off a 52 goal campaign, he's still going to the same spots where he needs to score goals. So I like that. Yep. Um, it looks like Lindgren, <laughs> was Lindgren walking in with a black eye. Did I see that? Yeah, Lindgren. Every game he plays, he bleeds. He got stick last game. Got stick tonight. He's um, already got the stash. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. Great. him and Trocheck both have that going. Trocheck looks great. He he looks. I I know we're one and two. I know it's preseason. Knowing what they did last year, if Trocheck can d- develop some chemistry with Panarin, I tell you what, dude, the Rangers might be a serious problem. Like well. I mean, arguably, you you the team did very well last year, and you improved it. Mm-hmm. Everybody you got know? a year older. Lafreniere had a really nice goal tonight. Heedle's playing well. Zibanejad, dude, the first goal in preseason. The, yeah, Halak's been great. The first goal tonight that they scored, they, it was a PK. Zibanejad kind of forced like a 50-50 puck towards the benches, went in and buried whoever the fucking defenseman was there, kicked the puck up two-on-one. Adam Fox came down, did like a no-look pass to Crowder back door. And it's like, these guys, they know they're on the team. They don't need to compete hard. But watching Zibanejad like finish that fucking hit to start that, it's great. Something I noticed tonight, though, is we do definitely have a lot of people that are just absolute dog shit players. Like, Yeah, but that's why they're there. They're there to make the team or not. Mm-hmm. And that's going to fill out your AHL roster. So that's what you expect in these games. Yeah. Yerslav Alok looked great. Um, Zach Jones is probably going to be the sixth defenseman. Libor Hayek continues to get abused. I was talking to Rex today about, like, old Ranger songs, and they had this song. It's called The Sky Full of Stars by Coldplay. And when they used mm-hmm. to win games, they would play that, and that's when everybody would salute. So today I took a screenshot of the song, and I tagged a ton of ex-Rangers in it. And Zuccarello looked at it, and Mike Rupp looked at it. Neither nice. of them said anything, but I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I love this fucking team, dude. I'm so goddamn excited and just ready to go. And we have Igor. It's uh, Things are looking good for the Rangers right now, so that's what I got. All right, so for the Bruins – uh, Sweeney announced the first assignees to Providence, and the only surprise, and it wasn't really a surprise, was Georgie Merkulov. They were hoping that it was an outside chance for him to make the uh, varsity squad there. Uh, AJ Greer, who you and I talked about after the Bruins Rangers game, uh, playing great. Like I said to you, they issued him number 10, which to me is a pretty good indicator he's going to make the big club. Uh, he His quote I grew up watching Milan Lucic, I try to model my game after him for sure. Uh, new head coach Jim Montgomery, I'm going to call him, start calling him Monty, uh, said if uh, camp ended today that uh, Greer would have made the roster. Uh, the mayor he of Walpole. A, he, he was a problem against the Rangers. Like he was involved in every play. What I don't like 
is he just needs to shut up in the media. Don't tell me you grew up watching Milan Lucic in Montreal and you're a Bruins fan. That's bullshit. That's not real. Like you're trying to you're talking he's, to the he's fans trying to win over the fans. And shut by, the fuck up, dude. Play your game. Play your well, no, if he just runs around and hits and sticks up for his teammates, he's gonna win over the fans here anyway. Yeah, and actually um, it was really funny. So in the game, he was all over the place and shit, and he kind of like speared somebody and Tenorti went after him. Rex sent oh, yeah, me a video. Yeah. Did you watch the video? Did I send you mm-hmm. Yep. A few years ago, Greer was in the AHL. He fought some guy, got to the penalty box, was in the penalty box, and then all of a sudden you see him leave the penalty box, and Tenorti went up and just beat the fucking wheels off him. It was an all-time video if you ever get a chance. I will it. say, the team that Greer was on for that fight, uh, all their guys stopped punching when the players were down. Tenorti's mm-hmm. team was throwing hands when the guy was down on the ice. Tenorti's team, dude. Tenorti's team, he wore the C. Yeah, um, so um, – but yeah, so I, uh, I I like the way he's been playing. Uh, Greer he, he stood out to me the game I watched. I didn't watch the Rangers game, uh, but Greer stood out to me. Stanika stood out to me. Um, Jack Ashan uh, uh, stood out. Carrick stood out, and Lysel. So the guys you want to stand out stand out. But you and I were talking after the first game. It was uh, Thomas Noshik, Nick Felino, and Jake DeBrush wearing wearing the A's because no other regulars are playing. And I didn't see one of them. I was like, all right, Felino looks a little leaner and quicker, but they didn't stand out. And you should be – it's like you drop down a level in yeah. beer league. You should be standing out. Someone who has stood out is the mayor of Walpole, Chris Wagner. And someone – what a dog shit question this is. They asked him if he could deal with another year of basically shuttling back and forth between the NHL and the AHL. Whereas last year he only played one game in the NHL, and what's he what's he supposed to say? I mean, that's just a shit thing to do to a guy. Uh, his answer was, though, I think I could still play in this league. Could I handle it? As opposed to what? It's my job to show up. Got to love that from what. Longquist. Yeah, right, right. Um, Anton Strawman uh, was signed to a PTO, and uh, all indications is that he'll make the club, which means. Uh, Mike Riley's most likely on his way out on a deal because he's got a reasonable contract for what he is. That uh, um, that might be one of the smartest moves the Bruins have made in a long time. I think. bring it, Strawman. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I he's a good player, and I heard a rumor that he wouldn't have signed the PTO if he wasn't given a legitimate chance to make the club. So yeah. Um, and then we were talking about Marshawn earlier, and uh, they uh, another great quote of his this year. They were asking him about new linemate. Bergeron's new linemate, Pavel Zaka, who's going to fill in Marshawn's spot till Marshy's back. Uh, just get open and be ready. You don't have to back check either. He'll do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then the other kid, uh, uh, Connor Carrick, is hitting everything he can, which is what he's going to have to do to make the team. So, and Lysel, AJ, AJ Greer and Connor Carrick have fought before. F- funny, oh, yeah. funny fight. Yeah. Carrick, the, the door to the bench was open and Carrick pushed him into the bench and they were fighting in the bench and like, they move to the side and everybody just moves down the fucking. Was it juniors? Bench. No, it was AHL. Oh, okay. Um, that happens a lot, though. I believe. I was. It was a funny fight, though. If you get a chance, check it out. Um. So they Bruins scored a couple of shorthanded goals. Um. And I know that there, there, there's been a little different change in the philosophy between Cassidy and Montgomery. Cassidy uh, is a little more conservative, where Montgomery is a little more aggressive. Um, they've been taking some chances shorthanded, which I like because Marshawn loves that. Mm-hmm. Um, they also had a uh, power play the other night with five forwards, just trying to see what works. I mean, we're not putting Pasternak on defense like Maple Leafs, but mm-hmm. you know, 
uh, and uh, they're giving the guys the green light and the defenseman to jump in. I think I saw a lot of that in the game, and I think that happened with your game as well. Mm -hmm. um, but Oscar Steen and Fabian Lysel both scored shorties in, in uh, games in a row. Uh, Lysel also drew a fight, not with him, of course, because he gave a little mm -hmm. stick check after the whistle. I think he's got a little bit of the agitator in him, which I kind of respect. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Right. They play Saturday afternoon, their next game against Philly, I believe. All right. Uh, beer League Roundup. Um, our draft started. I'm on KDO Burns, which is like one of the only restaurants that I go to in Schenectady, so that was kind of cool. <laughs> uh, we have two preseason games. There's seven teams. There's only three games, so each week a different team gets a bye. Our second huh. – so we get two preseason games. Our second preseason game, we have a bye, which I'm okay with. Um, and then it starts into regular season. So that'll be fucking fun. I'm pumped about it. Cool guys. It's good to be back on the ice. Feels good. So nice. We are, I think two more weeks away from starting up, but we got ice. We just been doing pickups. They, uh, they were like, Hey, does anybody know anyone can get ice? And I'm like, I can. And they're like, yeah, Brownie, go ahead. This rink is literally less than three miles from my house. <laughs> And they're like, oh, you have no problem getting this rink. I'm like, of course, why would I have a problem? She's great, the woman who runs it. I send her an email. She's like, this is what I got. She doesn't even ask me. She always gives us the last hour, so we mm -hmm. get the extra. I mean, just couldn't be better. I, I can make it home before guys make it out of the town the rink's in. Perfect. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, Perfect. so right up the road. So there you go. That's no, really no. Well, Like I said, a couple more weeks, then we jump into it. All right. Well, now it is time for Dom Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Hero and Zero Time Brownie go. All right, so I have two heroes because I did one of them already. So John Cena, the wrestler, mm -hmm. uh, he set a Guinness World Record last week for officially breaking the mark for most Make-A-Wish foundations granted with 650. Good on him, right? Yeah. He started granting wishes in 2002, a few years after starting his career as a pro wrestler. He talked about how much he enjoys doing the wishes. He goes, I just drop everything. If I can offer a fantastic experience, I'll be first in line to do my part. Hopefully, Mark McGuire is listening, and he should reach out to that guy. So, you want to do one, or you want me to do them both? Um, I mean, I already kind of did mine. I'll just do one other zero. I don't know if you notice on Twitter, whenever there's sort of a, of a like discussion, the word of the week is discourse, and it drives me fucking nuts. People just think. Oh, I thought like, you were talking about that website called Discord. No, just people using the word discourse to pretend that they're smarter than they actually are. That's my zero. Uh, well, that's your zero. What's your hero? That Rex one. What's that? Oh, just Rex talking. So, Rex is uh his old lady's out of town for the last two weeks. So, like, we literally. I work, and when I'm not working, I call him and just talk about Rangers, and all we've been doing is talking about Rangers. Oh, all right. So I thought you were talking about Rex Ryan, because he's on Amazing Race, I guess. No, 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 no. Just <laughs> fucking catching up, being in the trenches, dude. Stat Boy Steve. Um, we're just – we're so fucking fired up for this season, dude. Like, That's a good – it's a good time to be a Rangers fan, I I would say. Yeah. Uh, my, other, my other hero – I have no zeros this week. My other hero is – Joel Selwood, the captain uh, for his team, the Geelong Cats, and they won their first championship in the Australian Football League last week. At the final horn, final horn, Selwood immediately ran to the stands to get the team's water boy to celebrate with the team. Sam Morefoot, who has Down syndrome, was watching the game from the stands, and Selwood went over and brought him onto the field to celebrate with the team. Another player 
Jeremy Cameron took off his own gold medal and draped it around Morefoot's neck. In the viral video, you can see how happy everybody was for the kid, for all of it. And it's just, again, another great story. And I put the Maguire thing in there just as a contrast. Like, it takes no effort to be a nice person. Yeah. The Bo Bennett, the Bo Bennett thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. So. There you go. Those are my heroes and zeros, or my heroes and those zeros this week. All right, and we have one last thing, three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars of the week. We have two because we do two. <laughs> uh, the first one, in honor of the Celtics coach getting suspended, we're going to do our top three worst jobs we've ever had. Yep. All right, uh, my third star. I worked at this non-twelve-step like substance abuse like rehab place, and it it was it was essentially a cult, dude. Like it it was. But I was a marketing assistant, and the guy that ran the marketing department, he was super cool, and he taught me a ton of marketing shit, which yeah. I still use today, which was great. But that that job was insane. So that'd be that'd be my third star. All right, my third star was I had a job selling x-ray film and i don't remember what the other thing i was supposed to be selling and it was such a sweatshop that i didn't realize when i took the job because they had me come and interview at night which should have been a giveaway like after once everybody was gone you were fucking chained to your desk i lasted i think two weeks and i went back to my old job and i negotiated i leveraged it so but it was like i went to lunch and they were like they're like, where are you going? It was like one o'clock. I like to take a late lunch when I had an office job. I'm like one thirty, and they're like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to lunch. It's like, no, no, lunch is from twelve to twelve forty-five. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, it was it was horrible, horrible. So, I would. Agree I mean, with that. sales jobs in general sucks, but that one really did. My second worst. I did a landscape job, and this is before I knew really what landscaping was. Mm-hmm. Nobody really taught me anything. I think I lasted three days there. It was a lot of just fucking walking around and weed whacking. And we were at this one job and I went to the boss. I'm like, dude, this isn't for me. And his house was down the road. And he's like, really? You're done? I'm like, yeah. Like, I'm over this. And he goes, all right. And I go, well, like, what do you mean? Are you? He's like, I'm not driving you back. So I had to walk all the way back to his fucking house to get in my car to go home. That sucked. That's my second worst one. <laughs> my second worst job is actually in the same vein. Uh, we had a camp up in Winnipesaukee when I was a kid and this little like association, there was a beach and like a picnic grove. My dad was like, you need to have a job. I'm like, seriously, dude. So I had a job with the association. I had to get up every morning and rake the beach, which consisted of dragging by rope, a, uh, single, uh, bed frame. Like it's just a single, a twin bed. So you drag it up and down the beach. It was wide and that would rake the beach. And then for extra, if I needed more hours, they'd let me, they'd have me rake the fucking pine grove of pine needles under pine trees. Every time the wind blows, it's covered again. It was the stupidest fucking thing. I finally told my dad, I was like, we'll stay back at, in our hometown. If I'm going to have to do this. So, yeah. That was my second worst. Yeah. I wouldn't like that one either. Um, I sold cars for like a year. That was the worst thing I ever did in my life. What kind? Any kind. The first one was oh, like used. The first one was Ford and Subaru. The second one was just Ford. But the first one I was at was awesome. I left because there was an old car salesman there that like fucked over this older couple. They came in to buy a car. Was gonna pay in cash. He convinced them to lease it, but put down the same amount of money, so they got oh. money back. And he made a giant commission. He walked around and like I got in his face, so I was like, okay, I gotta leave this place. 
So I went to a different place, and the second place I went to was, like, the big leagues, and, like, these guys stood outside on the fucking blacktop the whole day in, like, 95 degrees, and I'm like, I'm going to sit at my desk and do Sudoku if anybody wants to talk to me. Like, cool. Like, you're out of your mind if you think I'm doing that. Um, so that would be my number one, probably. I hated that. Uh, my worst not my number one worst job, which is a weird way to say it, is uh, I did door to door sales, dude, mm. knocking on people's doors. And it was this it was a it was a what do you call it? Multi level marketing pyramid scheme. And I saw it like I knew what it was, but I'm like, I can make some money quick, you know, and uh, it sucked. It sucked. And I you would do like these restaurant promotions and you would convince them to buy this like punch card for 20 bucks and then you'd have to show them how the uh how you make your money back the first time you use it and it was all in like i think if you sold one you would get like nine dollars of the 20 it was just it's just a scam and i found out recently a good friend of mine did the same job for a while which was pretty funny but yeah it sucked that was a horrible job yeah I my went. opening line was hey i'm not here to convert you that was my opener. <laughs> Um, and then the other three stars we have is in honor of the NyQuil chicken. What's an odd food combo that you like? I could only come up with two. Okay, go ahead. Um, I, I have some honorable I, mentions on and this. And one of them isn't even like a big deal. Like when I make tuna, I put jalapenos in my tuna. Is that weird? I don't think that's weird, but it's probably not common, but it sounds like not a bad call. Yeah, that and the other one that I have is whenever my mom makes macaroni salad like that you have for like barbecues and shit. Like cold macaroni salad? Yeah, I just yep. load it. I load it with hot sauce. Oh, that's huh. those are the only two things. I put hot sauce on everything, so maybe that, like, maybe I put some hot sauce. Which hot sauce do you use? Like Frank's Red. Okay. Um. So I have a couple honorable mentions. My father-in-law, he does uh, peanut butter and bacon sandwiches. Yeah, that's weird. Yep. Yeah, that was a weird one. That's I. I always say I'm going to try it, but I never have. I put peanut butter in my pancakes. That's a little weird. Is it? Dude, try it. Fucking try it. Crunchy uh, or smooth? Uh, I like crunchy, but normally smooth. Put it on a hot pancake and melt right in there. Put some syrup on it. I do it. I'm telling you, you'll be like, holy, why have I not done this my whole life? All right. I'll try it. Um, uh, I also like if I don't drink soda, but if I do have a soda, I prefer it to be cold and flat. Huh. I think it's from years of bartending and drinking the gun soda because it's not as carbonated. Yeah. You know, I um, I don't heat up food a lot like leftovers. Like I'll just eat it out of the fridge. Cold. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's I don't think that's out of the ordinary, but like pretty much anything. There's very little shit that I actually heat up. So when, before I came down here to do this, I asked my wife, I go, hey, what are some things that I eat that you like have a stomach flip over that you look at it and go like, Bruh. and she was able to very quickly give me three. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I, if I'm going to have ice cream, have you ever had maple syrup on ice cream? No, but it sounds great. It's fantastic. And she is horrified every time I do it. It's, I mean, it's basically a bowl of diabetes, but yeah, it's but very, it's very good. good. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's really good. So, and then <laughs> this one, I don't do this anymore. I used to do this. There's three sandwiches that I'll eat, right, that I'll make that oh. are just, in my wife's mind, disgusting. One of them is I'll make mac and cheese, like Kraft. Mm-hmm. I'll let it get cold because it's better cold. Then I'll make a grilled cheese sandwich in a frying pan. And right before you 
put them together, I'll put the cold mac and cheese in there good, with ketchup. And that's I, a sandwich I make. I don't fuck with that. I put ketchup on my meatloaf. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. Okay. No, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I also like, um, you know, the Hebrew National, the big all beef salamis, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll get a bagel, cut it in half, obviously toast it with American cheese so that that's warm. Slice the ba- slice the salami so the salami's cold and make that sandwich. Okay. See, put, that one grosses her out. Sometimes I put pepperoni in an omelet. Yeah, my dad does that. Pepperoni and eggs. It's, salami it's really and eggs. He does not salami that eggs too. You have pepperoni and eggs? It's got a little pizza taste to it. It's weird. It's good salami and eggs is good also. So this is the one that she she leaves the room when I make this sandwich. And again, I don't do this all the time. But I like to get like a big onion bagel, like a good bagel, not like a chain bagel, right? Yeah, yeah. Get an onion bagel, mayo, cheese around it, right? You know, you got to rip the cheese so it doesn't go in the hole and drip on your finger. Toast that. When it comes out, you put a big, thick slice of red onion and sardines and that is a phenomenal sandwich so i don't think i've ever had a sardine in my life oh yeah no do you like anchovies on your pizza i don't think i've ever had anchovies you need to expand buddy (laughs) dude i'll put a i'll put an egg on a burger is that weird oh no that's excellent yeah Yeah. that's that's become more commonplace now yeah I, I feel like I don't just I dude I put hot sauce on anything so it's like I'm trying to remember the name of the hot sauce that I use it's the Cholula yep and it has like a uh, like a wooden top yep yeah. yep I keep actually a little mini bottle in my truck just in case you never know man you never, never know. know oh hey before we go and do our sign off I got a TV show for you I have a TV show for you okay all right mine is Top Boy on Netflix it's um. There's the first. The first one was Top Boy Summerhill. It was two seasons, which I think they're only like four episodes each, so you can buzz right through those. And then just Top Boy is the second one. The beauty of this show is that it's the same cast between the two, Top Boy Summerhill and Top Boy, mm-hmm. but it's ten years apart. Okay. So it's fantastic, and it's uh, basically it's almost it's about drug dealers in London. The accents are tough. You may need like um, close captioning till you get it, mm-hmm. because it's like uh, Cockney and South London with Jamaican patois in there. So it's, yeah. it can be a little tricky, but it's just very good. And this one, and they're all like rappers that are doing the as actors. A lot of them are British rappers. This one guy, Kano, I think is how you say his name. What an actor this kid is. And he had no experience, I, I don't believe, before doing this. He, his face, his name is Sully in the show, if you watch it. His, his character's name. His face shows all his emotions, like the world is on his shoulders. Just a phenomenal job. I I think I watched, so it's four seasons and another season's coming. So it's four seasons all told. But like I said, the first two are short. Mm-hmm. But I think I watched it in like five nights. Really? Oh, it's fantastic! Well, there's no hockey on, so <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to dive in. <laughs> it's easy to absolutely fantastic. Couldn't recommend it enough. Um, have you seen Dahmer? No, I saw the ad for it. It's good. Is it a documentary? It's like a. Or it a is, it is like, yeah, but they're coming out with a doc about October seventh. Oh wow! That show's fucked up, dude. But it's it's crazy. I- so there you go. A couple of TV shows. And listen, you would really enjoy Top Boy if you found some insane in the membrane and shared it with me. 
Um, Brownie, what else do you got for the people at home? No, man, I'm just, we're getting close. I got uh, a couple of interviews coming up this week, and uh, I think I'm going to the Northeastern game. They open banner night tomorrow night, and Saturday they have a, two uh, two games against the same team to open their season at Historic Matthews Arena. So I hopefully will be there for at least one, if not two. Uh, and as always, God bless Jerome McGinley, wherever he is. He's probably got all the insane in the membrane. He's just chilling now with it. <laughs> Living the dream. Guys, thank you for turn, well, tuning in, and we will talk <laughs> to you guys uh, next week.